today I want to talk about the other side of a storm. I, I love that song over uh, the rainbow. Believe it or not, back in my high school days, I was in the high school. We woke a high school choir and I used to sing that song over the rainbow back in the day when I thought I could sing, but I really can't sing. But I love that song, love uh, what it means, what it stands for. And, I, you know, I love rainbows. How many of you love rainbows? Come on, let me see. I mean, I love rainbows. And it, that, doesn't that just show us the handiwork of our God? You see the rainbow in the sky and all the pretty colors that God can craft together and put it up in the sky. It's just a, a beautiful, beautiful sign to see a rainbow in the sky. And I love rainbows. I oftentimes don't like going through what you have to go through to see the rainbow. I don't always love the storms, but you got to go through the storm to see the rainbow. And, and many of us in this place today, many of you, you're going through a storm right now in your own life. And you don't see a rainbow. You're going through trials. You're going through trouble. You're going through tribulation. And you're wondering, will I ever get to the other side and ever see a rainbow out of all of this junk that I'm going through? And I can relate just a month ago, I was going through a storm, and I was pacing the floor at night over a period of two or three days. I probably got four or five hours of sleep, tossing and turning, and I was going through a storm in life. And sometimes we wonder, will the storm ever end, and will I ever see the rainbow? And what I love about the Word of God, the, the Holy Scriptures, the infallible Word of God, is that the Bible talks about storms. If you have your Bible, have your smartphone, let's look together at the crisis, the crisis in Mark chapter number 4. Mark chapter 4, we're going to look at the crisis, the storm that we go through. Mark 4 verse 35, I'll be unpacking this portion of scripture for our time together. It says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. This was no ordinary storm. The Bible says about this particular storm that high waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Water began to get inside of the boat. And friends, can I tell you, the disciples were going through a horrific storm and many of us are going through a storm today in life. And I'm just curious how many of you would be honest today and say, Pastor, I'm going through a storm right now. Just lift your hand. Say, I'm going through a storm. Yeah, many, many are going through a storm. I, I just recently went through a storm. And, and what I want to answer for the next few moments is this. Why do we go through storms? Why do we go through times when the boat is rocking and, and the winds are blowing and, and the waves are crashing and getting inside the boat? Why do we go through storms in our lives? And I want to give you three reasons why storms happen in our lives. This list is not exhaustive, but I believe it covers a great deal of why we go through storms. Number one is this, storms can come when we are running from God. 
running from God. Jonah is the perfect example of this. God told Jonah to go to a land called Nineveh, told him to go to a land that he did not want to go to. And so what Jonah did, Jonah ran in the opposite direction. God said, go here. And Jonah went in the opposite direction. He got on a boat and ended up in a storm. And the Bible lets us know this. The Bible says the reason that Jonah got into a storm was because he was running from the will of God and ended up in the storm of his life. If you're facing a storm today in your life, would you ask yourself this question? Am I running from God? Am I running from God's will for my life? Am I a runner today and God has told me to go this way, but I'm going this way? And when you run from God, I'm a living witness. I've been there before. I've been a runner. I've been on the run before. And you always end up in a storm. I want you to see a second reason storms happen in our lives. Number two is storms can come when we are living in sin. Living in sin. Ananias and Sapphira in Acts chapter 5, they are a example of people who went through a storm because they were living in sin. And Acts chapter 5 tells us that Ananias and Sapphira, they lied to the church about their giving and they ended up in a horrible storm. And the scripture says they actually died because of their sin. How many of you would agree with me that that is a pretty big storm? I mean, they lost their life because they were living in sin and a storm came. If you're in a storm today, ask yourself this question. Am I living in sin? Am I living a secret life? Am I willingly living in in disobedience to God's word? I know God's word says this, and I'm living in disobedience to God's word, and and I'm a witness as well. I've been there. I've been living in disobedience. I've been in, in a place where I've been in sin. And can I tell you what happens when you and I are living a life of sin? Storms come to our lives. There's a third thing that I want you to see. And and storms can come when we are in the center of God's will. Please hear me today. It's very important that you catch this. It's a misconception that storms only come if we're running from God. It's a misconception that storms only come when we're living a life of sin. You see, the truth of the matter is this. You can be smack dab in the middle of God's will and still find yourself in the middle of a storm. You see, the disciples were exactly where they were supposed to be. They were smack dab in the middle of God's will. And they encountered an unbelievable storm. The Bible says it like this in Mark chapter 4. Let me take you back to that opening verse. It says in verse 35, as evening came, Jesus said, who said? I want you to catch that. Jesus said, excuse me, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side. The only reason the disciples got in that boat was because Jesus said. The only reason the disciples were headed to the other side 
was because Jesus said. They were following Jesus. They were, they were being obedient to the voice of the Lord. And, and because Jesus told them, they got in the boat and headed to the other side. And they're in the middle of God's will doing what Jesus told them to do. And they ended up in the storm of their life. It's very important that you understand this, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, whether you're a follower of Christ or not a follower of Christ, understand the storms are a part of life. They're a part of life. Jesus said it like this in John chapter 16 and verse 33, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Everybody shout many. many. I'm just preaching the Bible to you. Many. The Bible says here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows but take heart because i have overcome the world the bible says here on earth we'll have many trials you see because of what adam and eve did way back in the garden it was a perfect earth and they disobeyed god and they sinned against god and when adam and eve eve sinned they ushered in sin into our world and not only did they usher in sin but they ushered in pain they ushered in trials they ushered in trouble they ushered in sorrow into our world and we experience it today and and some of you right now you're you're, you're living life and you're going through a storm you're going through trials you're going through tribulations right now some of you you're in the boat of life and your boat is rocking and the waves are blowing inside your boat and you feel like you're going to, to drown and maybe it's in your marriage and the boat is rocking. Maybe it's with your finances and, and you're going through a storm and the lightning is flashing and the thundering is loud. Maybe it's with your kids and, and you're in a boat and, and trouble's all around you. Maybe it's with your career at your job. You're in the boat and, and the boat is rocking and the boat is rolling. Maybe it's with your health and you find yourself in the middle of a storm. Storms are, they're a part of life. We all go through Storms. I go through storms. You go through storms. Let me take it a step further. If you are a follower of Jesus in this place today, I really want you to understand what the Bible says about trouble and trials, specifically for the believer. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 12 says, yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Notice it doesn't say might. Notice it doesn't say they could. No, no, the Bible says if you're going to live a godly life, you're going to suffer persecution. You see, when the world is going one way and you decide to live your life and honor Jesus and you go the other way, you're going to suffer persecution. When everybody's turning left, but you're going to follow Jesus and you're turning right, you will suffer persecution. The Bible says don't be surprised, don't be alarmed by the very fact that you're following Jesus, you're, you're living for Jesus, you love Jesus, you're sold out to Jesus, but you're in the middle of a storm. You see, it's very important that you understand just because you're going through a storm doesn't mean you're running from God. Now, there are some people that are in a storm because they're running from God. Just because you're in the middle of a storm doesn't mean you're living a life of sin. Now, there are some people, some of you here today, that are in a storm because you're living a life of sin. But, but understand this, you can be in the middle 
of God's will. Headed to the other side, just like Jesus told you, and find yourself in the middle of a storm in life. There's a second thing that I want you to see. First of all, we notice the crisis, the crisis. We all encounter storms. Number two is this is the crazy, the crazy. How many of you know that storms can make people act crazy? How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, people can do crazy things when they're going through a storm. How many know some people like that? I mean, they just do crazy stuff when they're going through a storm. This storm hit Oklahoma on Wednesday, and I was out of the state this past Wednesday. I was in Florida preaching at a conference, and my wife was home with the kids, and I heard there was a storm and checked on my iPhone, and I called home on Wednesday evening, uh, late that evening, and just to check on Tiffany and the kids and said, how's everything going? Hey, hey babe, how's every, how's, how are the kids? She said, well, right now I'm getting the boys. Uh, the storm was loud and making noise and lightning, and my three boys were scared. And so they wanted to come and sleep with mama. And so she went and got the boys. She says, well, I'm going to let them sleep on the floor in our bedroom, you know. Come on. They can get away with some things with mama. They can't get away with daddy, huh? I'm like, no, pray, son. Get back to your bedroom, baby. Pray. Jesus is with you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. Going back to your room. Amen. But, but mama... She let them lay on the floor. And I thought it was so funny. She said, yeah, the, the boys, you know, they, they, they're scared. And I said, what, what about Karis? She said, well, well, Karis is in her bedroom. She's fine. <laughs> My little daughter's like, yeah, what's up? Storms. I'm cool. I'm great. Boys, they, they want mama, you know. And, and I mean, you know, that's cute and that's funny when your kids are from age nine years old down to four years old. You know, the little boys are scared. Karis is all right, you know, but they got a little fear. That's okay when you're four, but it's a different story when you're 55. Let me know what I'm talking about. Uh, baby, hold me. I mean, your wife's like, come here, boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Grow up. Well, we can do crazy things when we go through storms. And, and I think it, it, I, I, I want to show you just the disciples and, and their response to the crisis, the craziness. Mark chapter 4 and verse 38 says, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teach him, don't you care that we're going to drown. The disciples are screaming at Jesus. When I read this, I just thought it was kind of humorous. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, get the picture. The disciples are screaming at Jesus. I mean, this is Jesus. This is not Herbert. This is Jesus. I mean, this is the King of Kings. This is the Lord of Lords. This is the creator of everything. This, the, 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 this is the Lamb of God. This is the Son of God. This is the all-knowing one. And they're screaming at the all-knowing one, Jesus, it's a storm. And they're screaming at Jesus. And not only do they scream, but, but the Bible says they tell this to Jesus. When Jesus woke up, Jesus, we're going to die. We're about to drown. Jesus, you're going to die with us. And the disciples, they're panicking, they're screaming, they're going crazy talking to Jesus. How many of you know we can do some crazy things when we're going through storms? Some of you don't want to admit it, but you get crazy when you're going through storms. I, I've seen people that bite their, their fingers when they're going through storms. I didn't say their fingernails. Bite their fingers. You might have met somebody like that. You look at their fingers, you're like, mm, you are crusty. You got blood all on your wood. You? 
biting their skin off, biting their face. Like if you're hungry, get some potato chips. Don't be eating. But people do crazy stuff when they're going through a storm. Have you ever seen people? There, there, there are certain people that they get mad. And they start screaming and yelling, get attitude. Like, that's not helping. But they get, I mean, they just get crazy. People do crazy stuff when they're going through a storm. How many of you are like me? I like to eat. I call it comfort food. Comfort me, please. You know what I mean? I eat, you know, I, how many of you, how many of you, when, when you're going through a storm, you like, you like salty stuff. Come on, give me some potato chips, some Doritos, some Lay's, you know, you like salty stuff, popcorn, extra butter, extra salt, more salt, more, you like, you like, you like salt. How many of you like me and you like sweet stuff? Yeah, come on, you go through a storm, you want something sweet, yeah, give me sweet, give me cake, come on, give me some Captain Crunch cereal, some Fruit Loops, come on, give me some, you got any banana bread, you got some cupcakes, come on, let's go buy Brahms and get some ice cream, and you know what I'm saying, in the winter time when it's Christmas. Christmas season, get some eggnog milkshakes from Brahm. I'm about to feel the Holy Ghost right now. You know, I mean, man, I'm telling you, you can get some uh, comfort food. And how many of you are like me? You're not even hungry, but you're eating. You know, come on, any more potato chips, any more ice cream, you know. People get crazy when they're going through a storm. Have you ever noticed that people exaggerate stuff when they're going through a storm? I didn't say it was lying, but they exaggerate. So you ever, ever met somebody like that? Some of you are that person. You go through a storm, you exaggerate stuff. It was the biggest. I promise it was the biggest. And you're like, I was there. <laughs> you know, you, you mess up. It was the worst. I'm telling you, it was, the lo- it was the longest day of my life. And you don't know if you can believe it or not because they always exaggerate stuff. It's amazing how people respond when they're going through the storm. And then there are worst case scenario people. You ever met somebody like that? They go through a storm and it's always the worst case. Oh, you won't believe it. I got a bump right here. When did it come up? It came up yesterday. I'm telling you, it's cancer. It's cancer. No, it's a pimple. Get you some noxema. You're going to be all right. You ever seen you know, people worst case scenario? You ever met them? You know, I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a heart attack, I'm telling you. I'm having a heart attack. No, you had 17 enchiladas from Ted's. That's called gas. You are having a heartburn. No! Oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming! No, you're not. You are not having a heart attack, baby. You ever met people? Worst case scenario. People act crazy when they're going through a storm. And while the disciples are acting crazy and they're screaming at Jesus, they're letting Jesus know we're going to die. And Jesus was sleeping. And I love how the Bible says on a cushion, a wet cushion because water was getting in the boat and Jesus was. And the disciples are like, Jesus, do you care? Jesus, it's a storm. Jesus, don't you see these waves? Don't you care about what we're going to what we're going through? Jesus, we're going to die. And Jesus. Have you ever been in a storm? And you felt like the Savior was sleeping. Have you ever been at one of the lowest points in your life? And you wonder where Jesus is. Have you ever wondered 
as tears are going down your face. And anxiety and stress has gripped your body. Jesus, do you even care about what I'm going through? And please hear me today, People's Church. Don't you ever confuse not feeling his presence with the fact that he's not present. Listen, just because you don't feel his presence doesn't mean that he's not present. Jesus is present. Even when you don't feel his presence, listen, disciples, I know his arms aren't wrapped around you and you don't feel his presence, but I want you to know that he's still present. He's still on your boat. I'm here to talk to some right now you feel isolated you feel all alone you wonder if God really cares about what you're going through you don't feel his presence but I want you to know that Jesus is present on your boat Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 5 says never will I leave you never will I forsake you I am with you always even until the end of the earth you may not feel his presence but he's present he's in your boat he cares about what you're going through he sees the tears you cry in the middle of the night he sees your heartbroken in a million pieces he sees the stress that has gripped your body he cares he's present he's on your boat it's so important that you know that when you're going through a storm of life and things are crazy that Jesus is on your boat even when you don't feel his presence Jesus is present there's a third thing that I want you to see a third thing and that's the command we looked at the crisis we talked about the crazy Let's look at the command. The first thing is Jesus commands the storm to be still. Notice this in Mark chapter 4 and verse number 39. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. How many of you are grateful that we serve a God that can speak to the storms and tell them to be still and they have to obey his command. In Oklahoma, we all know about storms. Every spring, we know storms are coming to Oklahoma. Many of us have been through some pretty major, terrible, horrific storms in Oklahoma. How many of you were here and you experienced the tornado on May the 3rd, 1999, when the F5 tornado hit Oklahoma? Many of you remember that, and it caused $1 billion of damage. How many of you remember on May the 8th, 2003, the F4 tornado that hit the metro area in 2003, and there was $370 million worth of damage done to the metro area during that storm. If there's one thing I know from growing up in Oklahoma, living here almost all of my life, one thing I know about storms is this. No matter how bad they are, how powerful they are, how massive they are, storms don't last always. There's no storm that I know of that lasts always. I like how the old folks say it, trouble don't last always. 
And I want you to understand something. You may be in the storm of your life. You may be on the boat and you're thinking, when is this going to ever end? And you're screaming and the boat is rocking and the waves are rolling. The waves are getting inside the boat and you're wondering how long this is going to happen. And it's dark and the thunder is loud and the lightning is flashing and you find yourself in the middle of the boat. I want to remind you, trouble, storms don't last always. And Jesus can and he will speak to your storm. Be still. Be still. Be still. There's no storm that lasts always. Jesus commands the storm to be still. There's a second thing that I want you to see. Jesus commands us not to fear. Notice this in Mark chapter 4 in the next verse, verse 40. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? In other words, why is your heart gripped with fear? Don't be fearful. You see, while the disciples were afraid and they were panicking and they were going crazy and they were screaming, let me draw your attention to this one more time. I want to bring out something here. The Bible says Jesus was sleeping. Jesus was sleeping. Now, this is very interesting. This is the only place in the entire Bible that you will find Jesus sleeping. When you read the Old Testament, you don't see God sleeping. When you read the New Testament, it doesn't talk about Jesus sleeping. Now, we know that Jesus was 100% man. He was 100% God. We do know that he did sleep. But the Bible never records Jesus sleeping uh, except for one time. And it's very interesting. The only time the Bible records Jesus sleeping was in the middle of a storm when everybody else is going crazy and everybody else is screaming and everybody else is biting their fingers and everybody else is pulling out their hair everybody else is eating potato chips and ice cream everybody else is exaggerating we're gonna die we're gonna die i'm having a heart attack and jesus is sleeping you know what jesus teaches us there's two ways to go through a storm you can go through a storm screaming or you can go through the storm sleeping you're gonna get to the other side i told you we're going to the other side but how you go to the other side matters. And so many people are on the boat of life and Jesus is taking them to the other side. And how you go matters. Why do you want to go with fear? Why do you want to go screaming? Why do you want to go with all your fingernails gone and your hair and your hair missing it and a high blood pressure? Why, why do you want to go to the other side like this? Because Jesus models for us. I'll get you to the other side. You can scream, you can panic, and you can go crazy. You can, or you can sleep. But I'm going to get you to the other side. And Jesus was sleeping when everybody else was screaming. Commands us, don't have fear, don't have fear. The third thing is this, Jesus commands us to live by faith. Live by faith. Notice this in Mark chapter 4 and verse 40. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Jesus says, where's your faith? You got to have faith. You see, the faith way is the only way for the believer to travel through a storm. You see, there's no more difficult journey for the believer than to walk by sight instead of by faith. Because when we walk by sight, do you know what happens? We get our eyes on the storm. We get our eyes on the wind and the waves. We get our eyes that the water is coming into the boat. We get our eyes on how dark it is and how loud the thunder is. We get our eyes on the lightning that is flashing. When we start walking by sight instead of by faith, our storm becomes bigger in our minds than Jesus. And I just want to remind you, get your eyes on Jesus. Live by faith. 
The only way for the believer to go through a storm is by faith. Focused, focused solely on Jesus. Here's how the scripture ends it in this story in Mark 4 and verse 41. It says the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? Come on, everybody shout. Who is this man? Come on, shout it one more time. Who is this man? Notice the disciples, who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him in church. You can have faith because of who Jesus is. I said you can have faith because of who Jesus is. I'll tell you who he is. When the storms of life are rocking your boat back and forth, he's Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner of protection. When the storms of sickness are attacking your body, he's Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. When the storms are confused, clouds your mind and you don't know which way to go he's Jehovah Raha the Lord your shepherd who leads you beside still waters when the storms of sin have you bound and addicted he's Jehovah Sitkanu the Lord our righteousness when the storms of life are attacking you and you're going through a financial storm and you don't have two pennies to rub together he's Jehovah Jireh the Lord our provider when the storms of life got you all messed up on the inside and you feel like you're losing your mind and you're going crazy. He's Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. When you're going through a storm and everybody has left you and you feel all isolated and all by yourself, he's Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. The Lord is present. The Lord is present. That's who he is. You can trust him. You can trust him. In the middle of a storm, you can trust him. He's faithful. He's Jehovah. You can trust him. You can trust him. He will get you to the other side. 